All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dog Stand. This is episode nine. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I, myself, Chris Wally, one of your hosts, owner and founder of the IROC series, and uh, ready to jump in tonight. And I'm Brian Rick, driver of the number 11 sponsored, uh, Spartan sponsored uh, race car. Wow, did you get that all out? I did, man. I fumbled that right off the bat. I'm Neil Quake, number two of the Spartan Logistics R&R Racewear IROC Series Camaro, and I'm going to crash Chris Wally this week. Mm. Rob McCann, driver number three of the Spartan Transportation Camaro. There we go. And I'm Kyle Pendergraf, your producer here, driver of the number 14 Spartan Transportation LLC Chevy Camaro. Uh, finished a, a good finish this race. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But right now, we're going to hear from our presenting sponsor, Spartan Transportation, LLC. Spartan Transportation and Spartan Logistic Management is your one source for all your shipping needs. 53-foot dry van shipments, auto transport shipments, full-service in-house brokerage, drop-lot facilities, just-in-time deliveries to all auto manufacturers, facilities in St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Spartan Logistics, LLC, proud sponsor of the IROC series, Kyle Steffens, UMP Modified in Silver Crown Driver, and Gordy Gundaker, World of Outlaws Late Model. Visit us at spartan-logistics.net or find us on Facebook. All righty, and we are back. Thank you, Spartan Transportation, for your continued support. We really do appreciate that so much. Uh, Brian, I'm going to give it over to you. Yep, so this week we got uh, IROC Challenge Series superstar Aaron Smith in the house with us tonight. How you doing, Aaron? Doing pretty well. How are y'all doing? Great. Going to run down some stats. Got you 21 years old. Is that right? Yes, sir. 21. Six years on iRacing. Got an I rating of 5,798. Uh, I got you at 1,012 starts, 147 wins, 169 polls, 418 top five, 643 top tens. You run at a 14.5 win percentage. You win the polls. That's not bad. You win the polls 16.7% of the races you enter. Got an average start of 10th. Average finish at ninth. You've completed 82,096 laps. And of those laps, you've led 10,317. Those are in pretty stuff, impressive stats, Aaron. What uh, What's your secret on all that? Well, it takes a lot of trial and error. I mean, those are only the league stats I've got going. But uh, I, I figured. Yeah, we've done a, lot of, done a lot of crashing in practice. Unfortunately, that usually makes the difference in these races, just figuring, figuring out what the tires do and just working from there. Yeah, that's one of the things that I kind of noticed, you know, jumping in. You made a good point there is uh, seeing you in practice. You'll go out and push it right to the limit each time to your point, figuring out, okay, where is it going to break? Where, where, you know, how far can I go um, with that? Uh, you know, looking at your racing and, and everything that you've been able to do and accomplish, you've been a huge part of this league, have had a lot of success. Um, you know, we're all grateful that, that you are a part of it. Um, you know what? What kind of got you going in, in the in the sim racing world there? 
Well, every every time I had a break in school, I'd go with to the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame with my grandparents. We'd go do the simulators there. And the uh, the guy there, I don't know if y'all know him, but his, uh, his name's Jeff Addison, and he would be the uh, the guy who'd work on him every time they had an issue there. And uh, we did a couple races. I think it was at Rockingham the week I went there. And uh, yeah, we just did some races. He won a couple. I won a couple. And then once uh, closing time came around, he came to my folks and said that I should go on iRacing. So uh, he gave me his. Uh, Referral email. I didn't use it, so we didn't get the fifteen dollars. Sorry, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, history from there. So what was this? So the 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 simulator at the at the um, Hall of Fame was that an iRacing simulator, or was was that as like their what was that? Yeah, it was pretty much just iRacing, just uh, custom built for what they had going on over there with the big cars you could get in and ride around with. I don't know what kind of wheel they had, but I've been looking for it the whole time because they felt pretty good. But uh, yeah, still, uh, still out here running the old Logitech. So it was in, it was in, one, uh, you know, like a race car, one of their race cars, and and they had it set up as a sim, right? Yeah, you could. Uh, they had two sides to it, so you could either get in the left or right side. It was kind of weird getting in the right side and doing it, but uh, yeah. it was pretty immersive. Yeah, I think I've done that. That's that's cool. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, you kind of said you you got started by going to the Hall of Fame with your grandparents. Does does your family have a racing background? Did you grow up with racing? Uh, well, I grew up watching it, uh, but the uh, the first race I was alive for was the 2001 Daytona 500. Uh, it was a pretty good race throughout. Unfortunately, it ended the way it did. But uh, yeah, since then, I've just been following it on TV and on social media and all that stuff. And uh, well, as far as background goes, my mom did do a little bit of drag racing when she was younger, but that's all. That's about the extent of that. Yeah, that's kind of cool to hear. That is cool. I appreciate you aging all of us in this room. Right, now. <laughs> right. I'm like, damn. <laughs> First thing on 500. Yeah, that's pretty wild there. So, you know, you're you're from Hollywood, South Carolina. Are you from there, or is that just where uh, you currently reside? Yeah, no, I, I I'm from Columbus, Ohio. It was uh, a decent place to be born and raised in. But uh, yeah, we moved here when I was five, and we've uh, been here ever since. And so do you, do you try to catch any, any live racing, um, in the area or, or do you just kind of stick to what you're doing right now and, and run with the sim stuff? Yeah, I usually just do the sim stuff. If anything interesting comes up on TV, I'll usually watch it, but we don't really have any tracks close enough to make the commute over there to watch the racing they've got going on. But, uh, I'd like to kind of move somewhere that has some more tracks nearby. There's a lot of short, good short tracks around Georgia and South Carolina that I should be able to go to over the course of the year, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, short track route, I know Neil and really all of us here could tell you the short track racing is really... That's where it's at, man. You Go go watch some dirt. Yeah. Uh, you'll fall in love with it. Brian McCann's still trying to figure this thing out, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get him there eventually. Yeah. So, Aaron, uh, let's talk about your computer and your equipment. All right. Oh, well, uh, just, just run us down through the hardware, and uh, if you're running any kind of special software, we'd like to hear that too. And <laughs> if I had a PC that could run that kind of stuff, I'd be golden. I uh, I won this PC for about 25 bucks in a race back in 2015, or not 2015, 2018. Started on a laptop sitting right next to me in 2015, and uh, the screen fell off, so I had to move to something better. Uh, I got this 27-inch uh, monitor in front of me. Uh, got this butt kicker a couple months ago from another thing I won. Uh, this Oculus over here, it's been serving me well for about five years, but it's starting to overheat. And it uh, certainly didn't feel too good earlier tonight when I had another race. But uh, yeah, got the Fanatec pedals, the Logitech wheel, and we're just uh, we're out here. 
So you're running, so, you run, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. You, one single 27 inch screen right now. Yep. And you have done VR in the past. You said for about five years. Yeah. I'm still running it now, but it's, uh, I think it's seeing so, the end of its life. What was the biggest difference switching between the two VR to a, a screen? Well, every time I'd race on the screen, I'd have trouble with the getting the FOV right because my screen's pretty far away, as you can see with the webcam being as far as far away as it is. But uh, I'd have trouble just telling where the cars are next to me and where the wall is and all that. And I'd cause a pretty fair amount of incidents. You might be able to see that at the bottom of the uh, the stat list I gave you. But uh, yeah, once I got the Oculus on, even though the graphics were as bad as they were, just having to run like the minimum level graphics at the uh, lowest requirement we've got it's uh it's made a really big difference to be able to turn my head and see things it's certainly a, a full-on game changer that leads to, i'm just going to go ahead and ask the question of bmap since you're talking about equipment is it is it accurate that you're running at about 44 frames per second on that thing or is that is that a farce it's anywhere between 45 and 90. It depends on what track we're at and how many cars I have in front of me. Every once in a while, it gets so bad that if I turn my head, it goes black for a second. But uh, more often than not, it holds its own pretty well. That's cool. So it's pretty impressive to run like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Right? With, with, with that, I mean, you see what like Brian McCann back there, what he's running with. And we know that stuff like, you know, the big screens, all that helps. Um you know, I feel like I have a halfway decent setup here. Feel pretty good with it. Knowing what you're running with, um, and you know what, what do you think it is for you that has helped breed the success? I mean, do you just feel like you naturally have a knack for it? Um, do you know what you're looking for? Uh, I wouldn't really say I have a knack for it. I've just been around. I would. Kinda, oh, I appreciate that. But I've <laughs> yeah. been around long enough. I've caused enough accidents to really be able to kind of read that stuff before it happens. and Just keep myself out of it to the best of my ability. With how iRacing's tire model has been ever since these past few updates, it's been pretty easy to save them and just figure out what to do with them over the course of the run. So that's been my major advantage. Yeah, so mm. I'm glad it's easy for you. And, I, you know, I've had enough crashes that it's in my show notes <laughs> and uh, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. And I've been doing it since you were five. Right. Oh, man. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's definitely cool to, to see what you are capable of on the track. It's aggravating as hell. I'm not going to lie. Freaking just having to chase you all night long. But, um, no, it, it's really cool the success that you are having with what you're working with there. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, appreciate it. It's uh, certainly been a pretty big uphill battle, but I'm I'm getting used to it now. Just having that big screen door effect in the Oculus and the graphic settings I've got right now. It's uh, while it would be terrible getting like going straight into something like that. It, once you get used to it, about three months in, it's uh, it's almost natural. Very mm. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got a question uh, regarding just I, I've again. You make us feel old. <laughs> But my question is, going down that path, do you think iRacing and what we do, there is an advantage to being young and doing some of the stuff that you're doing? Do you pick up on things better than us, necessarily some of the guys like us that have racing experience that come into iRacing that have a mindset on a certain feel, and then we find out that iRacing, it's just a lot of hand and eye? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's more of a case-by-case -case deal. I mean, I wouldn't know anything about the logic behind getting 
behind the wheel in real life, but I have I've, I've only ever done this, so I wouldn't really be able to make too good of a comparison because y'all have that like seat of your pants feel experience, and I'm over here just feeling what I've got through my hands. So uh, I'd say it is a bit easier to get into sim racing if that's all you've ever done. But if you have that logic behind you, it should give you a pretty solid advantage straight out of the gate. Hmm. So you I, said you go off the fill and what in your hands, uh, how much force feedback do you run? Do you run a lot, medium, uh, low? Not enough to break my wrist when I crash, but it's uh, about as far as the, uh, the G29 gets. It's uh, not very much, but it's enough to tell when you're about to crash. Yeah, that's one of the things we've talked about. I don't, I don't know how many shows or if you've seen any of our past shows. Um, you know, we've talked about, Brian's brought up the idea of, you know, turn everything off, right? Turn your sound off, your force feedback, try to get a feel for the car with what you're seeing, and then slowly bring all that back. Um, where I've always kind of been kind of where you're at. Like I want that thing to crank for me a little bit. Um, but I've also felt like I've been burning the tires up, cranking too much on it. Um, so finding that happy medium is, has been something that we've all talked about trying to trying to find for ourselves. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I've run it both ways. I've run it, you know, like we barely any any feedback in it to having to wrestle it around the corner. I still can't figure it out. So about halfway in the race last week, my force feedback completely went out and yeah. I up off of four a little bit. I could tell. Hit a hit a two car <laughs> and it was it He was hit a two car just this one. <laughs> With a two car hit the three car, and then everybody else hit us. And uh, yeah, I, I remember that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> the white fifty-one weapon. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring old Black Betty out this week. Yeah, we're gonna park her. That's okay. Hey, Aaron, how many championships have you won on in big money races? Tell us, tell us about your, you know, your career stuff like that on here. I don't know where to start, to be honest with you. I can barely remember the races I ran three weeks ago, but uh, got a couple trophies back there. I have the official championship I won in the ARCA car back in 2018, I think. And then there was a random Dirt Street Stock Demo Derby. It was like 200 laps or something that paid pretty well. And then you have the two IROC championships. Not the, the second championship wasn't a championship. It was second place. But then you have the, uh, the Pit Stall Road Course Series there behind me. We didn't get to finish the season because I won everything and they quit. So... Uh, it's not ideal, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, oh we know my. we made you a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of money out of the IROC League, and you know you mentioned send you some hardware there. Uh, you, you've definitely been one of the forces here. Um, you know, w w how many leagues you know are you currently running? Um, I know we chatted a little bit about what your weeks looks like uh, a couple weeks ago, but what are you currently involved in outside of the IROC? Uh, oh God, that's a good question. I've got about, uh, I think I have about five or six going on right now that are, uh, stakes are pretty high on the Wednesday night of league that I have going on. They have a pretty good PC up for grabs at the end of it. I think it's the uh, slingshot racing league. If anyone wants to check that out from here, so they're, they've got a pretty good group of people going on so far, but, uh, yeah, I've got them. I've got, uh, WSSR. I've got area. I was supposed to run area tonight, but I didn't feel like running Daytona, but, uh, uh, a couple more. Forgot their names. But, uh, you'll probably see them on that stat sheet here in a couple of days. Hey, yeah, there's cool. somebody like me, Daytona. Park it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no point. Neil, by the way, um, 
That hurricane no. that came through went ahead and filled it up with water for you. So I seen it. I was going to send you a picture, text it to you, say the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, with that, Aaron, I, I imagine all the all the leagues. You know, some may be similar. I'm going to imagine they're not all running the same exact car. Um, so when it comes to iRacing, what you know, what car do you prefer? You know, what where do you feel like you're your best in, and, and what track uh, or or what type type of tracks? Uh, if you take a stock car and put it on a road course, I'm usually pretty fast there. Uh, That's a Brian McCain answer. Did you guys get together? <laughs> no, nah, he has good taste, though. I won't, I'll give I him love that. It. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't say that too loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you got to run the uh, Chicago road course yet? Uh, yeah, I have a race in that league I just mentioned uh, next week. Or not next week, in a couple weeks from now. That should be pretty interesting. I've turned a couple laps there and... Uh, while I, I don't see the track working very well in real life, it's probably the most dangerous thing I've ever seen. It's uh, absolutely it's certainly fun. <laughs> well, that's what I was talking to Brian uh, McCann about earlier. Is I got to run a race there last night and uh, ended up winning the race, but it it was actually a good time. But man, that thing's rough as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what they were thinking when they put that on the schedule, but I'm looking forward to seeing if they can make it work in practice. Say that heavy of a car, I imagine one of those straightaways that they're getting it. If that thing don't stop, they're gonna have an issue. Because I mean, you know, they're only gonna have them freaking highway walls out there. Yeah, they've got so um, many blunt ends open right there. I don't, I don't know what they're expecting, but hopefully it works out. Get three or four more concussions in the league or in the in in the Cup Series. Man, you're charging those quarters, and there's just blunt pit walls at the end of the corner. You could just stick the car in. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So what um, I've got, you know, just question off the wall, um, as far as the IROC series, right? Um, I remember when you came in, uh, you ran the mini series that we were running in the trucks, getting ready for season three. Um, what kind of, you know, what kind of led you to us? What about the league um, grabbed your attention? And then what is what have been your thoughts? I mean, you've had a lot of success, obviously, but, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts um, on the direction we're going overall, you know, because we're in this thing together at the end of the day. And I'm going to add to that real quick. C compare that to you just said you you run five or six leagues a, a week. What you don't have to rate them, but to to Chris's question, just you know, where what do you think? Where do you, where do we stand? How how do you like it? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it was that drew me to IROC, but uh, I remember it looking pretty fun. I I don't know if it was a Facebook post or what, but I, I saw that there was a recruitment league going on and figured I'd give my, give myself a shot at it. And uh, fortunately, it all worked out from there. But uh, to compare y'all to other leagues, I'd say that the community here is a lot better. Like the, the base group we've had in the past couple seasons has certainly been a lot better than some of the other ones I've got going so far. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season holds. And I don't I don't know if I'll be able to run the next one, but I'm hoping I will. I don't know what Road to Pro is going to look like next year, but. Hopefully, I'll be able to make this on my schedule. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No, we appreciate it because we. Um, it's something we talk about amongst ourselves here a lot is is trying to improve it and uh, getting our members um, from the top to the bottom getting getting opinions uh, are a big deal. So we appreciate that feedback. There. Absolutely. So you mentioned Road to Pros. I'm just going to jump on that real quick. What's your What's your plan with that? What What do you got going on? Well, I got to find a team first. Uh, Paid setups only go so far. I don't want to keep giving those people money, so I got to find a team to try to find something. Because I can't build a setup to save my life, but I can drive one pretty well, as I'd say. But uh, 
we'll see what the schedule looks like next year. Hopefully they have a road course or two on it so I can have a shot and see where it goes from there. Yeah. You seem pretty cool. decent on those road courses. Going yeah. back to that, I know you've had some experience in were you a satellite or a support driver for VRS at one time? Uh, I ran, well, I'm technically a part of the satellite racing team, and uh, they used to be sponsored by VRS. I don't think they are anymore. I haven't really done much for them since I took the paint scheme off, but uh, I'd like to do something with them in the future if I can bring myself to run those sports cars without my PC crashing. <laughs> totally understand. And that brings me to, I guess, a question. I'm going to steal this from Kyle real quick here. I was going to let Kyle ask it, but being vrs is that how you ended up with the yellow cars oh no i started running the yellow car uh, about three four or five years ago i think it might have been 2017 doesn't feel like five years ago but it was but uh i wanted to run something different because i'd been running uh red and gray cars the whole time and i wanted to have something that would fit on the truck because we were running trucks at the time when i started running the 70 and i uh found yellow figured matt crafton's car is pretty cool and uh, i didn't want to run the day yellow because that's pretty ugly but uh, I like the, the mustard yellow, and I went from there and uh, made that my thing. So I've seen some random YouTube videos that other people have posted up, and oh, no. sure enough, you see a, a plain yellow number 70, and I'm like, I know that guy. And I, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you made that yours, it, that's for sure. Right, it's like a trademark now. It Nobody is, man. you got to run it from here on out. Yeah, yeah, if you look up my name on YouTube with the, the the number at the end, you'll see one of the first results is me turning somebody for the win. I think if you scroll a little further down, you'll see me turning someone else for another win. And those were my two wins I had that one series. But uh, uh, I haven't done that since, and hopefully I won't be doing it in the future. Nah, <laughs> oh, we well, do it all the you, time here. Don't worry. If you go <laughs> New Hampshire, even, brother. <laughs> Chris does it for fourth place. <laughs> I'll do it for freaking tenth place in the middle of the race. Right. Especially if his name's freaking Neil Quick, because yeah, I know he's got right, a, I know he's got a brother that's going to come after me here in a minute, and it's gonna it's gonna really be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna turn that uh, how loose next week. <laughs> if you're back there with me at Martinsville, you're already got problems, so you might as well turn me. Is that where we're at next week, Martinsville? Where we're at? Wow, oh, this week, God. yeah. Or yeah, this week I guess. And he and he already says it's not going to be anywhere close as bad as what IRP was. I don't. Think I don't so. know. I, I mean, Aaron, ha- Aaron has to agree. I mean, that thing turned into and pardon me, but pretty well a shit show. Yep. Yeah, that winner's penalty certainly didn't help me all that much. But uh, <laughs> I almost slipped into the catch fence. I don't know how my car didn't get a meatball, but we were able Saw to that. throw it back up to P six. I wasn't expecting that, but I'll certainly take it. Absolutely, Brian McCain. What were you about to say right there? I don't remember, but I do have a question. Uh, what do you think about the winner's penalty in this league? Oh, uh, well, I mean, in practice, it's pretty cool. Like on, well, on paper, it's pretty cool. But once you win the races, it starts to sing pretty hard there. Uh, I, I was wanting to win the race before Rockingham. I don't remember what it was, but I'm glad I didn't. I think it was Talladega. I got turned there coming to the line. But uh, yeah, you really have to plan out your wins if you want to do well over the course of the regular season. I feel like I've backed myself to a bit of a corner there. Unfortunately, we're running out of races there. so Should be able to hold on to the, the points lead, but uh, if not, I'll, I'll be all right. Yeah, well, just so you know, that was created because of a McCann or two um, coming in season two and just completely stinking up the show a little bit. So we, we had to get creative there. Um, but no, it, it's, it's, um, it is built to make it difficult, right. To win multiple races. 
to be able to breed new winners. Um, you know, let, let's say you and really you, Kevin and Brian, both y'all, all three of y'all had to start at the back um, for stage three. Um, Neil had to start close to the back for stage three because <laughs> I gave him the Wally penalty. Um, but, you know, you take away some of the big hitters like that. We had a had a first time or a, you know, not a first time winner, but first win of the season with Jesse King. Um, maybe he doesn't get that opportunity, you know, yeah. if everybody's up there. And so it really is built for that to, to try to get some things going there. Um, but I can definitely team. understand what he's, I know running in another league that I run in, uh, you get past and you get in that winner's penalty where you got to start at the back of the beginning of the race and the back of the stage and tires removed. Uh, you're sitting here just riding around, just praying for mistakes just to get you back up to the front. But um, not gonna need that this week. I, I got the kill dozer on on effect. <laughs> yeah. So the next two weeks, you know, and then it resets. So should be good. Daytona really isn't gonna matter. Um, it's probably not a bad thing to be hanging out. In the Is back that on the schedule again? Oh yeah, buddy. Two weeks in a row. Listen, God. They, yeah, two weeks in a row. Don't get him all. Don't pour gasoline. On him. <laughs> He's already got this a match. Ridiculous. With. No, so we had so much drama last year at the end of the deal with the whole, you know, paying off that twelve car. Um, to to go ahead again, and- another McCann situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but Team that McCann was a again. project, right? Yeah, we all saw. <laughs> Come on, uh, no, just kidding. But yeah, it really did though. It, it brought on to me. I, I think race drama, not wrecking drama, but race drama is positive. Um, and so it, it makes it interesting there and it's your favorite track. So bringing that up, I'm, I'm going to throw it out to him, uh, racing with the different guys in different leagues. Is there somebody that really is a rival, uh, somebody that, that you kind of know to race differently. And then is there somebody that you enjoy racing with that's in one of your leagues? That's a pretty good question. I wouldn't really be able to say for certain because I race everybody just about the same. It's just how easy they are to get by. But uh, I'd say the McCanns are pretty good. I mean, I'm not just saying that because one of them's in here, but they're usually pretty respectful when I'm not running them over for the win. They're uh, It's usually a pretty good race with them. But uh, That was one of my yeah. favorite races. Oh, yeah, mine too. But uh, yeah, as far as all the other leagues go, I wouldn't really be able to name anybody from them. Uh well, there is a Justin Wilson who's pretty fast, but uh, if we got him over here, I think we'd be having a little bit of trouble. But uh, I'll, I'll try to pitch the idea to him. We're, 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 yeah, do that. We're working on something that that might be um, that might be right up his alley. So do that. Maybe not the challenge series, but we're working on something. Just get his attention there. All right. Um, yeah, Brian. He he's uh, he wore that yellow shirt just for you today. So <laughs> honorary. I thought he's more people family. would wear yellow, but. She I thought he was recruited for the team. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a yellow. <laughs> if you should have sent out a memo. Should have. That would have been good. I had to dig to find shirt. this one. Everybody had yellow on. That would have been great. He probably went to Coles just to buy it. <laughs> Any, hey, that is that is forever your deal, though. The, the yellow car and the. Yeah, you can't and, change it now. You can't change it now. 
Yeah, that's definitely you know that's Aaron Smith. No questions uh, asked. Season what are we in five? Season four, you ran number one. Yeah, because I won the championship and I wanted yep. to flaunt it the whole season. And then and I lost won. again. <laughs> so is that why you went back to seventy this time? Yeah, around? I didn't I didn't get to win the championship last time. So back to the seventy I went. And I'll probably stay with the seventy regardless of where I finished this year, because we have the Arca cars next time around. So uh well certainly looking forward to that. Yep, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Definitely gonna be a lot of fun there. Um I got a, I got another edgy question. Yeah, there you go. That's that's where I was about to go. I know Brian has said it before, and, and I know from racing in different leagues, and, and when you start winning a lot, uh, basically you kind of start getting labeled or pushed out to the side and sometimes labeled as doing something different or, or cheating or something along that lines. I know – I think Brian's brought it up, and I think he's been removed from a league or not asked back because of all his winning in a certain league. Have you ever been in that situation? Well, I have been kicked out of a few discords as soon as I've joined them to to try to run a race with them part time. But uh, as far as like getting completely driven out of the league, I don't think I've had that problem. They've usually just asked me not to come back after I took their championship. But uh, really, I don't. Yeah, pretty much. Just uh, it's never been like a like a bad kind of exit. Like I like to make good like relationships with these groups. I try to get myself around there as much as I can to have a good. Uh, what's the word? Um, trying Camaraderie. to figure it out. Uh, reputation, good reputation right. around the sim. Uh, Light came people on. will see the yellow and they won't really have much of a bad thing to say about it. And that's kind of the goal here. Yeah. You know, we, um, you know, I mentioned prior, we, we've been happy to have you on here. Um, all of us, you know, we, we look at, you know, I personally, I can't say all of us, me personally. I'll go in and I'll look and see, you know, what are you doing in car, right? Trying to figure out how you're driving the track. I do the same thing with Neil, with the McCanns. Um, if I'm trying to figure out how to turn right, I'll go look at Kyle's. Um, <laughs> but no, just kidding. On road course. Um, but, you know, it's – you definitely have a a winning reputation there, Um Whenever those instances do come up, right, does it kind of, does it fuel you to, to just completely go out there and just do better somewhere else? Um, you know, how, how, how do you take those asks of, hey, great job, don't come back? You know, what, what does that do for you personally there? Well, it's usually pretty flattering to be able to, to leave on that kind of a note and uh, just go off and find something else because it's pretty easy to find a replacement for leagues that end up kicking you out like that but uh the only issue i have is that so many leagues that are paying out a lot of money just keep putting on these i rating caps my i rating isn't even real like i got about 2000 of that oval i rating running arca at brands hatch like several years ago when uh, like only five people would show up and none of them would like be within three seconds of me but uh yeah i'd like to run more oval to try to get that i rating up but uh we'll see yeah sounds All like right. you need a second count Right. What are you saying, Kyle? I'm gonna I'm gonna address the elephant in the room here that's been rumored, and it even comes from a question uh, from uh, B. Meth or Mefford. Uh, will you share your grip hack? Now it's been rumored, and I don't know how much is true of it, that you <laughs> potentially run a grip hack. Can you uh, give any light to that? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I plead the fifth, but I have heard from some sources that are uh, that are more like 
deeper into the sim than I am, that there actually are some people running hacks like that. But uh, I don't know how true that may be, or else that maybe if that could just be an, uh, just an accusation by someone who's slower than them. But I'm not running it. I'm not that deep into it. But I, well, I, I kind of wish I had those kind of contacts. You know, I, I am going to say this, though. Like, I thought there for a little bit you were running one. For the simple fact, I was running a, a practice for the Roval, and you came into it. And literally, first lap out, you run 2.1 seconds faster than me, and I'm running my ass off on those laps trying to get that fast time. And you come well, in one lap and just smoke me. I'm like, how in the hell does he do this on cold tires, cold brakes, one lap in, get a 2.1 second gap over me? And then and then left. Yeah, and we and were we were trying. We're like, drop. he just might drop. What? <laughs> yes, yeah, I like. About I feel that. like shit. <laughs> no, I, I mean I heard that the uh, the the Miata was a lot more fun to drive after that update. So I figured I'd just come in here and try to throw it around a little bit. Turns out that was the way you're supposed to drive it. And, uh, oh my god! Yeah, not sure what it is about these street cars in the service, but they drive a lot like my Ranger. I got sitting downstairs, so uh, that might be a bit of an advantage. <laughs> Well, oh, we felt say, so bad over that. We're like, what just happened? I just want to leave the he lobby. He's gone. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's going to drop it in there. He's going to lay down two and a half seconds faster. He's going to be out. And he's just watching guys start like, throwing Peace. the steering wheels. <laughs> I had some fun looking at the Facebook group after that. <laughs> yeah, I say, I mean, you, and you said it earlier, you know, road courses in a stock car is your favorite. So you get something that that drives pretty damn good on a on a road course in itself, you're just going to do that much better. Yeah, if you can drive an ARCA car around a road course, you can drive about anything on the service. Yeah. I thought I had your road course stats here. It might have been on my other piece of paper, but they were pretty damn impressive. I mean, you, you've, you've run a lot of road course, so um, it doesn't make a sting any less. I'll tell you that. What? <laughs> so we kind of talked about your favorite car and all that. But when you first started running, were you running more ovals or were you running more road course stuff? Yeah, I didn't have any interest in running road course back when I first started. That was when uh, that was when the certain car would count toward the I rating and the SR for everything. So I figured, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I first started. I wanted to get to the top of the oval classes, obviously, but I uh, I never really explored the option of taking something that didn't belong on a road course on a road course. And, uh, ever since I started doing that, I've been having much more fun on the service. Yeah. What 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 about and I? If anybody else has anything, feel feel free to cut me off at any point. Um, prior to oh, I definitely will. Yeah, I, I figured. I'm like, <laughs> Yo, here's your chance. Go ahead and put me in the wall. In the wall. But you know, before I racing, were you console racing? I mean, was racing in in the scope of things of your interests and you know, what, or, or is iRacing it? Uh, I mean, I did some console racing. Didn't really like going online because it was all just Daytona and Talladega. Is, uh, as stated earlier, I'm not really much of a big fan of restricted play racing. It's, uh, it's pretty mind-numbing. But, uh, yeah, I did a lot of offline stuff, just driving, seeing what I could do with the car, kind of feeling it out through the controller. And I guess that carried over to the steering wheel pretty well. It's crazy to think about this. I know me and Brian can't talk about it all the time. We started on the NR2003 uh, game from Papyrus. And at that time... Rat bag. Yeah, rat bag was rat at that time, the dirt, the dirt stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in 2003, it, 
I mean, we started with this and just gotten our feet wet with doing the sim racing deal, and and it you being the age you are, you wouldn't have had no chance. <laughs> Shoot, I wish I could have been around for those days. Just doing the NRO three every once in a while, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It is what it is, and and led into i racing the way it is. But I mean, I can still remember getting it downloaded and setting up a PC and cruising down the backstretch of Daytona by yourself and watching a window net blow. And I was like, this thing is so cool compared to playing a console game or NASCAR heat. And I'm sitting here telling my brother and he's telling me I'm full of shit. So, but it's, uh, I mean, you still look back at it and look at where we are and go, man, this is really cool. Yeah, I agreed. Hey, by the way, Neil, has any of that changed? Does, does cook still think you're full of shit? Oh, every night. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I yeah, I mean, say. I can I can go out and stare the typical weekend on a Thursday, our typical week for Thursday nights. Twenty minutes before the race start, Cook sends me a message. I'm getting in. What settings you running? I give them to him. He puts them in. Tells me how horrible I am. Argues with me. We don't talk in Discord. We qualify, and about fifteen minutes in the race, he's yelling at me. <laughs> about. 15 minutes after Wally crashes me, I'm yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you, you talk about a guest. There you go. You can have him out here. Oh, we'll we're get. planning on it. Yeah. The cook the cook and cook. Oh, he, he basically says that uh, he doesn't ever crash anybody, and he's faster, and he just needs to put the time in. Oh, man, it just could go on for days. I mean, uh I get to hear that I'm always uh, slower than Aaron and slower than Brian. I get it rubbed in my face week in and week out. So it's great to race with them guys and, and learn from them. But uh, I'm one of these days I'm going to get you guys. I wish I could say that. I don't know that I'll ever get there, but good night. But uh, well, we've had some good races. Yep. Agreed. What's one thing? Is there anything you want to accomplish in, in uh, iRacing, Aaron? What? You, you mentioned the pro series. What you got a like a big goal in mind over all this, or you just having fun? Well, so far I'm just having fun, just seeing wherever the money is and going there. But uh, I'd like to get to the pro series and see what I could do there. Just have that kind of have that kind of backing behind me. Just having like yeah. a legitimate just group of people helping yeah. me run these things. But uh, until then, I'll just keep doing what I've been doing. Yeah, I'll say you mentioned that earlier. You know, finding some guys. What is it? Um, you know, you mentioned the setup, so that's one. Um, what is it you think that you're lacking, maybe, if you feel that you're lacking anything, uh, whether it be equipment, um, the, the people around you, whatever it may be, the support um, to get you to where you're wanting to be? Yeah, it's pretty much all in the equipment right now. I feel like I, if I had a decent machine, I'd be able to go pretty far. I don't know if I'd be able to hold my own with those at the very top of the Road to Pro series, but I feel like I'd be able to just contend there around the top 40. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, stay tuned. We got some stuff we're working on, like he said, so um, that you guys, uh, everyone's going to be interested in. So, be scary to see him get 1440 on a uh, some PC that's like can launch the space shuttle. Right. That's the goal. Yeah, I mean, my Atari has better graphics than what I think Aaron's got right now. Direct drive wheel. That's up. crazy, man. Something better than a plastic picnic table. I'll take it. 
it it is amazing to talk about this. I mean, I know it Brian, is. I'm not. Gee whiz. What I heck? mean, here here's some of the stuff, but uh, I know Brian's got his G27 back there. Uh, a G27, Brian, or G29? The 27 and the one beside it's the driving force, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's. I started on laugh about this. I think it's a Logitech yellow wingman steering wheel, had no force feedback, spring, and then I got a G27. And I still laugh to this day sometimes that I feel faster with my G27 and the old Logitech pedals. Um, say the same thing. Well, heck. And I think there's a lot of guys that say that. When I started, it was, oh gosh, four and a half, five years ago, I literally bought a used Thrustmaster, uh, no force feedback. It was one that had like the bungee cord in it that sprung it back. It was like a, what, a, I don't know, 270 degree turn is all it had in it. Uh, two pedals, and it was literally on a fold out wooden tray table for you would sit in front of the TV and watch and eat with. I TV started, stand. Yeah. Well, not even TV stand. It was just, well, yeah, maybe back in the day, TV stand. And started no, out I got yeah. yeah, started out on that for the longest time on console, and then I bought a Th- Thrustmaster THX, whatever it is, with force feedback and all that. And I switched from console to iRacing with it, and I finally upgraded to almost two years ago now to this Direct Drive and the uh, Sim Coach pedals and all that. But it's been a, a to see the progress from starting with basically the bottom of the barrel and working your way up. It's it's actually pretty neat to see the, the transition. Yeah. Well, I think it proves to the, the server. You don't, you know, Aaron, obviously you, you prove that week in and week out. You don't have to have the best of the best equipment. Um, Neil, you just mentioned, you felt like you were faster with the G 27. I felt like I was faster with the G 27. Um, Brian, when, when you started with us, you know, come in whipping us as well, you were on the G 27 at that point. Um, and so, you know, it definitely anybody listening that's that's interested in jumping into iRacing, you don't have to have the best of the best out there. No, uh, you can find something out there that just gets you going and uh, start turning the laps, and and you've got opportunity. Yeah, and you, well, no, or go ahead. No, I mean I, I've used this many times to talk myself out of upgrading stuff, uh, and and you guys probably have too. I mean, you see Brian working uh, where he was racing on. Uh, homemade pedals and a G27 and and sitting on a table. I mean, I remember when I first started, I had a $15 fold-up lawn chair with a G27 and a table that I grabbed out of a dumpster at my apartment when I was running NR2003 and cut it out so I could put my wheel in it the right way. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I laugh about it, but I mean, what I do now is I look at it and I go, man, I got Fanatec Club Sport stuff, and yeah, I need to switch to the direct drive or switch the bases here, and I won't do it because I'm afraid of change. And the second thing, and I, and I look at it and I go, shit, Aaron's kicking my ass on 50 frames per second over there on a Logitech and a club sport deal. I don't need to spend any more money. I'm tired. Of, I got triple monitors, uh, the four screen added. I've got a, a nice sim rig and everything. And I, I look at it and go, no way, not doing it. <laughs> yeah. The money doesn't buy you performance. It, it just it sure it buys you nice, fancy, shiny things. That's Man, it. You were on two by fours when you first got started, weren't you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So basically what we're saying, Aaron, is you're just kicking our asses and, and damn. Well, really. I'm trying. You look at Austin Hill during the, uh, oh, 
Pro Invitational during COVID. You know, he yep. was literally on a G27 on a wooden desk clamped to it in a roll around chair, kicking professional guys' asses out there. Yep. So yep. Timmy Hill or Timmy Hill. You want to say Austin Hill? Yep. Yeah, Austin Hill kicked my ass at uh, Twin Ring and Motegi, and he has a full-blown motion simulator. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool, though. Oh, I'd get it all day. Yeah. If I could. Hamlin, like Hamlin, he's got that huge rig. $130,000 rig. Nutty, man. That's crazy. And somehow it has a uh, sponsorship with, I believe it's Logitech. Makes no sense. No. Get one of those rigs that Randy was talking about last week. They'll slap you in the ribs when you hit the wall. Oh yeah. Hey, I was looking. Did you see that he makes he makes a well? I don't know if it's probably it's not purpose built, but he there were several rigs. It was set up at the Chili Bowl that had his seats on them. Did you guys happen to see that? No. Yeah, no. yeah I thought, man, that'd be kind of cool. You know, so I was can- I was at Will's shop over the weekend, and he's got quite a few of Joy seats. I might see if he wants to get rid of one of them bad boys. Yeah. They're comfortable. And I mean, I you can spit. The way he sets his seat up in his car, he may as well be in an F1 seat. I mean, really? the way it's kicked back and where the, your knees would be at are just up in the air. But he's so tall, he has to have it that way. Yeah. Got to get low. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, have you guys seen that new, uh, this is a unwanted plug for Logitech, but have you guys seen that new uh, direct drive Logitech dropped out not too long ago? Mm. Yep. Anybody hear anything on that yet? That's where the whole Denny Hamlin sponsorship conversation came from that I heard of. That's all I know about it. Oh, he was pushing it? Well, that's kind of, I guess, when it came out that he was uh, being sponsored by Logitech. And there's no way that he is putting that Logitech wheel on his $130,000 rig. I'm sorry. No. I think Byron's running it. think so. Yeah, I've seen something uh, advertised where Byron had switched over to it, but I think Byron was running some Fanatec stuff before, so I could see it possibly happening. But, yeah, I just wondered if, I mean, obviously it's crazy to think that the 27 and the 29 was as good as what they are and still going and competing. So, I mean, might be interesting what Logitech's got. Well, is that going to wrap it up for uh, questions here for Aaron? Or has anybody got anything else? I don't care. Aaron, you got any questions for us? Uh, I don't know. How are y'all feeling about the rest of this IROC season? Neil. <laughs> I No comment. I'm just going to make it to the uh, end of the season. I'm going to pick my own battles and wars from here on out. Well, for me, I've made up, what was it, nine, 11 positions in the last two races. I'm in the top 15 now, so I'm Damn. I'm full steam ahead. I'm going to work my way through the playoffs, hopefully, and be up there battling with Aaron and watch him finish first in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my thoughts. I, I've been, uh, for myself personally, um, wanting, you know, the goal is just make the playoffs, and then from there, try to make each round thereafter. Um, so Kyle, you kind of brought it up right there. You're, you're currently sitting 15th. 15th. Yep. And, uh, and I, I myself and, and, and 13th. And so we're, we're both right there trying to keep ourselves in. Um, and so that's, that's my biggest goal, you know? So I've got this, I've got my little hardware too. That was back before 
anybody that was really, really good showed up. Season one, <laughs> got to win that championship. Um, and, you know, since then, since season two, uh, it's been really hard to come by a victory, much less uh, win another championship. So um, getting to watch y'all guys do y'all's thing and, and me and me and Brian, Rick, have talked about it, getting y'all's talent to help this league grow um, to, you know, because nobody wants to watch guys that don't know what they're doing out there. Um, last week, we looked like we didn't know what we're doing because half of us didn't. Um, and or either at some point, half of us didn't know what we were doing. Just wait till Thursday. Uh, this week will be fine. It, you're not going to carry that same speed. Keep saying that. It's going to be better. I promise. You, the turns are there's too much speed in, at IRP. You're not going to have that at Martinsville. That's just my opinion. But um, still requires that middle pedal. I'm just going to say that. Hey, <laughs> I, I get it. It really doesn't. Uh, yeah. Depends on who you ask. I, I guarantee you, Chris Mefford, and I'm sure he's going to listen to this. Uh, he's going to full send that damn car. Two or three times, if you can. That's the so, nightmares of that. Whoa! Look at there. See, I rock flying all over the place. You got wind. My blowing son has fell off. <laughs> He's out there in the wind. We had an earthquake. That's hilarious. All right, Aaron, you getting more questions there? Uh, no, I think that's about it for me. All righty. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on. We're gonna hear from our other sponsor, Sim Coaches. Let me take a minute to tell you about my experience using Simcoaches pedals. I myself am a current owner of the Simcoaches P1 pedal hydraulic pedals. And I have to say they have made my racing so much better and easier. And I highly, highly recommend that you go and you check out these pedals and get a set for yourself as well. You'll find yourself able to get into the corner deeper, brake harder, exceed the limits that you normally would take. Don't take my word for it. Go check them out at simcoaches.com and use our promo code to get 5% off IROC at checkout or visit simcoaches.com slash IROC to receive your 5% off. Thank you. Thank you, Simcoaches, for being a supporter of the Hot Dogs and Podcast. We really do appreciate you all as well. Uh, now we're going to jump into our next topic. Neil Quick's green flag or black flag? Neil, Mike's all yours. Thanks, Kyle. Oh, hang on, hang on. Make sure everybody has their flags. McCann, you got yours? Wally, you got yours? Got them. Brian and Rick? Green flag, you agree. Black flag, you disagree. All right. And, and you can give you a reason why, if you agree or disagree or not. Or you can either way. All right, question number one. Chase Elliott with his win yesterday at Talladega. Uh, has now put himself in the favorite to win the championship. Green flag or black flag? Kyle, who do you want me to start with? Um, I'll go ahead and go first real quick. I'm going to go black flag. Just because you win Talladega Super Speedway does not mean that you are going to win the championship. You're going from a two and a half or 2.66 mile track to a one mile track. There is nothing saying that that's going to transition you over to a championship run for phoenix i'm sorry um, i'm sure the chase elliott lovers out there is gonna hate me for this but that's just where i stand ratings are going down <laughs> chris wally yeah i'm gonna go uh black flag on that also um 
kind of the same. A lot problem. of Chase haters here. Yeah, no, I, I love Chase. I really do. But I, I don't think that that's going to just win you the championship, knowing that it's going to come down to one race, not knowing who else is going to be in there with him just yet. Um, I don't think that it, it makes him the favorite just yet. Um, but he is going to perform well. Ryan, Rick? Uh, I'm black flag. I think anybody sitting in this uh, in the stand right now could go win Talladega. Um, so, yeah, just because you won Talladega doesn't mean you're going to win the championship. And I'm a Chase Elliott fan. I like the kid. Got a lot of talent. But, uh, um, yeah, so, no, he, he he's not up there yet. All right, we're three for three. Brian McCann. Don't flag. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Here we uh, go. Dork. I hope I was looking at the right stats earlier, but I actually looked it up so I'd have something to talk about. He's got five wins, right? Yep. Five wins. He's currently at the leaderboard. Do I think he's going to win? I mean, the championship? No. But if I had to say green flag, black flag right now, I'm saying green flag because he is at the top. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you want to put your two cents on this? Yeah, I don't have any flags with me, but I'll say black flag. Uh, he's had a good season up until this point. I feel like he'll be a force to be reckoned with in the next round, but I don't know if he'll be able to perform at Phoenix. I don't know how his team did earlier this year when they visited Phoenix, but I uh, look like the fours are pretty strong. Yeah, I'm going to probably uh, follow Brian McCann's suit in here, a green flag. Uh, I think Chase is getting started, and you're going to see a uh, pretty tough performance from here on out. And uh, I think the way those Hendrix cars that run at Phoenix, I know he won his first championship there, and uh, I know Larson's been strong there. I think that, uh, again, these cars have the ability to put anybody in victory lane from week to week. So there's going to be a little bit of luck on hand, but I'm, I'm going to choose him as my favorite to win the championship. I'm going to go green flag on this one. You're picking chase. I'm, I'm going chase Elliott. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's not Ross Chastain or any other guys. <laughs> I'm going chase Elliott, even over Kyle Larson right now. No way. Kyle Larson drive through him to get to the championship. Well, fortunately for me, last week in the truck race, we were in trucks and not the cup car, so I don't have a head injury, so I'm pretty clear-headed. I'm going to still stick with Chase. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, second question. Uh, Kevin Harvick came out earlier in the week and uh, in the press and was pretty uh, adamant about the idea of cup races need to be shorter in distance. Uh and, and basically said that from here on out, the only race that should be a 500-mile race is Daytona. Green flag or black flag on that idea, guys? Kyle. Uh, so I, I read the second part to this question, too, but I won't touch on it just yet. Uh, so, But I'm going to go uh, green flag on that just for the fact that – actually, I'm going to be kind of both, I guess you could say. Uh, yes, Daytona 500 does need to be 500 miles, uh, no matter what. Um, now, I think that your, you know, the Darlington race, the Coke 600, you know, keep them where they're at. You know, those are nostalgic races. They need to be those longer lanes. But I was there literally watching the race last night, or yesterday, whatever, and they're on lap like 160 something. I'm like, I mean, does a race only need to be that long at a super speed? But I mean, really, you could do a 50 lap shootout and you're going to get the same results no matter what um and come back to me when you come back to the second part because i got more to add to that (laughs) 
Absolutely. Chris, Wally. Yeah, I'm going to go green flag on that as well. Um, to Kyle's point, the, the crown jewel races, I think you stick with those with the tradition. Um, you know, the, the, the 600, you know, leave it right where it's at. Cause that's, you know, one of those endurance races that just stands out and is different. Um, but races could definitely be shorter. I know I absolutely love racing, but I've also had some of the best naps between lap one and lap whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> Amen. And whatever I miss in between, I'm going to catch on a highlight, which I can do that anyways. Um, and so I, I do think to to gain viewership and keep that attention, you could shorten them down a little bit. All right, we're going to go to the 25-lap dirt track, Brian Rick. I definitely, I'm, I'm not a big, I mean, shorten them, leave the 500 to 500, leave the 600 to 600, bring them all back at least, I mean, way back, way back. So, green flag. Brian McKeon. Green flag, pretty much ditto everything uh, Kyle and uh, heck everybody said so far. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of time out of the day and pretty much all I get to catch is some highlight reels. So if the races were shorter, if I was watching from start to finish, like Chris uh, Wally said there, I'd probably be taking a less nap. Aaron? Well, while I completely understand what y'all have said so far, I'll have to go black flag on this. The uh, One of the biggest appeals to stock car racing back when it started was having that uh, that adversity. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but the, uh, the attrition over the course of the race and seeing how long the cars can last and having that kind of endurance factor into it. But, Good point. Uh, if you got rid of the stages and kept the race at the distance they were now, they wouldn't really be nearly as big of a problem. Well, and it's interesting to hear and say that. It, it, this is going to move me into my second part of this question, a 2B uh, part of this question. And basically, if they do shorten the races, would you see? Would you mind the idea of stage racing going away? Green flag or black flag on that idea? And then we can discuss it. But I'm going to start with Pindy on this one. All right. Green flag for stages going away. Um Yes, while I do like the stages because it does force the drivers to race harder throughout the race. Um, I can recall back before stage racing where it was literally everybody's just driving around, completing the laps, and then when it gets to like the last five laps, then the race comes alive and they're all jockeying for you know first place. Yeah, that that was good in theory in the time. Um, the stage racing forced the drivers' hands to race harder throughout the entire race which i do enjoy but going back to like talladega where you could really race the 50 lap race and like i said get the same outcome you don't need the stage races you don't need all those laps but like i do agree like with aaron you know that nascar was built on that you know the the endurance side of of kenny's cars handle 500 miles at full rip you know so it's kind of a toss up, but I'm definitely more for just get rid of the stage racing, shorten some of the races, um, and leave, like Chris said, the crown jewel races the way they are. Chris, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, green flag on taking away the stages. Um, I think that when you have the stage and we have this in our league, right? It, you take away a lot of the strategy in the race on pit road. Um, if you, if you don't have those stage breaks, you don't know when a caution is going to come out. 
Um, so allowing guys to to really, you know, have to race the entire race and and think about what they're doing, how they're going to run that run that race from start to finish, versus I'm going to run thirty laps and then we know we're going to get a, a caution. Um, I think that makes things a little more interesting as well. brings brings the crews. I mean, they're important now, but brings them back and and get that uh that crew chief really being a, a central part of what's happening again. Good point. Uh, Brian, Rick. I'm uh, I'm green flag. I think uh, dump the stages and you get Carl Edwards come back and go racing. You think he's why he left uh, stock car racing. Um, he just wanted to farm. Well, I mean, he's yeah, he wanted <laughs> to farm and everything else. But I mean, you know, he said it best. Why would I, why should I work my ass off for, for that many laps? And, and then, we reset and start all over, you know. So, um, I want to see. I want to see the the long. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna keep the races at length, get rid of the stages and uh, let's 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 see the uh, let's see the real strategies. Well, it's interesting to hear this, uh, Brian McCann. Green flag, ditto, everybody. Um, I like uh, I like their endurance, just like Aaron was saying there, and I think if you get rid of the stages. Maybe shorten it up a little bit, maybe not, whatever. One big long race, that's what I want. Aaron? Yeah, I'll have to take the green flag too. I mean, I like the idea of giving people points over the course of the race based on where they're running, but there's no reason to stop the race for it. It just uh, creates a break in the action. Just uh, While it does give people the option to just go head to the restrooms and the stands during the breaks, it's just uh, it's horrible for TV. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of what's been created here is uh, NASCAR trying to compete with TV time and, and other sports, especially this time of the year. I mean, we all know the the big elephant that takes all the dollars and the money and is football at this time of the year. But I think lacrosse. the product is not lacrosse. <laughs> no soccer, no lacrosse, field hockey. Um, Water polo. Or, Hold on, there was cornhole tournaments on ESPN the other day. <laughs> a buddy of mine does no. the announcements for them. That's funny. But no, I mean, I, guys, I'm I'm old school when it comes to this. I know I've talked to Chris Wally about it. I know Brian and me have discussed this a little bit. I, I in, in growing up, prime time for me for NASCAR was late 80s through the 90s. And it was interesting to watch those races, to watch different drivers perform and different strategies. And and what Eric said earlier, it's it's a valid point. I mean, I, I like these cars that that have to hold up, and it's just not a, just a driver situation. And I think NASCAR, with a lot of what they do, uh, especially on the restricted plate tracks, the driver's been taken out, the team's been taken out. We keep taking parts of this out. Uh, the drivers, uh, the teams, everything. It's it's all a part, and I think it would make the sport stronger in a lot, in a long term. Uh, shorter races for the fans. I think a lot of this is, is stuff that is valid points that need to be brought up, and hopefully that makes some changes. So, but uh, not holding you guys up, I'm gonna jump to the third question. Uh, real quick point uh, type question here. Boy, this is gonna stir it up. The best drivers in motorsports are Formula One drivers. Pindy. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. The best drivers in motorsports are Formula One drivers. I don't think I heard you right. Do yeah, okay. No, they are good. I'll, I'll give them that. They are top of the, pretty much top of the line. But I'm going to go black flag. 
I mean, yes, they get in the car, they can go left, they can go right, they can go fast, they can slow down real fast. But can they last, you know, the 500 miles, the, you know, 160 degree car, you know, the beating and banging, you know, I mean, in Formula One, if you barely even touch, you get a penalty or something like that, or you get sent home. I don't know what it is. You're under you're under investigation. <laughs> yeah, you're under investigation. So yeah, no. Um, while they they are good at what they do, they're just not stock car stout. I don't think they're the best. All right, Chris Wally. And I don't. I'm gonna even disagree with Kyle a little bit. I don't think that stock car drivers are the best drivers. I personally think because of the challenge that you get with the ch track changing, there are dirt car drivers out there that are bad to the bone. You got it. Track I can agree. Brian Rick can't even hold himself over there. He's supposed to himself over there. There's no, you know, stick a Formula One guy in a sprint car, and you know, Brian. You know, brought it up last week and how that thing throws you around. Um, and we've all seen the speed that these guys get whipping that bad boy around sideways. And, you know, just there's so much into it. Uh, could they, could a Formula One driver do it? I'm sure they could probably adapt and learn because they've got the talent and the know how. But I think there's just too much talent out there to say that they're the best. I got a little trivia real quick in between this question. Do, do you guys know the two U.S. drivers that won Formula One championships? Mm. Can you name one of them? Mm. Was he in that movie? What movie? The guy that Thor played him. Damn, I know one of them. I can't. Uh, current, not current. Um, I give you a clue. Uh, answer wait. in Pennsylvania. Jean Girard. No. <laughs> Formula. Oh. <laughs> Nazareth, yeah. Pennsylvania. The home to a racing family, famous family. In fact, I think right. There you go. Mario Andretti. He won a Formula One championship? He won a Formula One championship. Italian born, American Mario Andretti. Wow. I did not know that. The other was Phil Hill. That wasn't either one I was thinking of. I don't think they... Uh, I, Andretti drove, drove sprint cars, so I mean, he was a dirt yeah. guy, too. Yeah. Pretty talented guy, but uh, I know where you're at with the black flag on this already, so uh, you've been waving it since I asked the question. I so. just go ahead and put it up so everybody knew where I stood. The and, and, and Chris said the best race car drivers on the world drive dirt hands down, so... Uh, they're the most versatile drivers on the planet. Look at, I mean, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Look out, you know, you can just go on and on. Those guys, that's talent. Well, and you see the you see the asphalt guys going to dirt to get. Yes, better. sir. Yes, Chase sir. Did it. Kyle Busch is doing it, and they're both great drivers. But they're yep. going to the dirt to get better. Can right. I add to my answer? Yeah. I mean, have you seen the guys that do the Red Bull soapbox derby cars and they fall out of them things and get back up and go? They're pretty damn tough, you ask me. <laughs> right. Maybe we should build one and go to do one of those. Like hot dogs. We stand should. One. Heck yeah. Hot dogs stand ready. Shape, shape it like a idea. Wiener. Who's paying for that flight across to go overseas? 
Spartan Logistics. <laughs> R&R Racewear. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you got? Black flag. I'm in agreement with everything so far, especially the dirt thing, but I'm going to give you an analogy. The difference, I think, between asphalt and dirt is imagine trying to balance balance this flag in my hand, you know, hold it up like that. That's asphalt. Now, try to balance it in my hand like this, but during an earthquake, that's dirt. That's dirt. That's a good analogy. Good point. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it definitely is. It's a different genre of, of driver and, and different, I mean, just even Steven that goes, uh, the rally guys that do the rally things, those, those guys are amazing. Uh, dirt, different surfaces in the race line. Aaron. Yeah, I'll go black flag on that like the rest of you. Uh, I, I I feel like it's pretty hard to judge who's the best when everyone's in like completely different disciplines. I feel like if you got everyone in the same exact equipment, like every single racing driver that's ever raced or ever, ever lived and put them in the same situation, I feel like it would be really tough to figure out who would get the top. But I feel like even if someone were to get close to perfection, I feel like there's some random guy in the middle of nowhere being like a taxi driver would be able to pull one over almost all those guys. We haven't heard of him yet because he doesn't have the money to do it. So uh, not too sure, but I know that F1 drivers aren't the overall best. You know, and you look at this series that we've got here came off of the old IROC series, right? It did just that. It brought all of the best of the best, all the champions in, but it stuck everybody on asphalt. Stick everybody on dirt. Remember when we did that? See what happens. That was fun. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the big block modified series we the did. The big block series, yeah. Oof. That was uh treacherous. That was that was fun. Yeah, for you. I mean, look at I mean okay, so towards towards the end of it, who was up front? B McCann, K McCann. Smith, didn't you run some of that? No, I wanted to. I don't remember what day of the week y'all had it on, but I don't think I was available. Monday, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mondays. Yeah, we need to bring that back. It's coming. Yeah, we got so many friggin' irons in the fire. Oh, there's idea. so many. I don't think we're gonna keep track of it all. To be honest. Oh, we got a Google sheet uh, to keep I, track I, of I've it. I've seen that. <laughs> somehow, somehow, uh, Loud Pedal got put as a sponsor. Thank you. Did it? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I don't remember what series it was. I was looking at it earlier. Oh, I I don't remember that. I have to go back and look. That sounds great. Oh, that's for the showdown series. <laughs> that well, none of them are at, or tagged to anything, but I figured you want to plug in there, so I was like, yeah, well, I'll put, take it. We'll put you in there. Those are just over. All right, guys. Final question. All right, this came from a conversation earlier in the week I had while racing online. Uh, kind of got into debate with one of the drivers. As an oval racer, I know this particular individual said, well, I'm an oval racer. I'm sticking to oval racing. I don't do road racing. I don't do dirt racing, any of that stuff. And the debate came when I basically said that being able to do road racing makes you a better oval racer. So basically the question I have is, if you're an oval racer on iRacing, does running road races make you faster when it comes to oval racing down the road? Pindy. I'm going to go hang on black flag on that. Um, I've run oval. I run road. I'm 
no professional at either one of them. I don't feel any faster on oval after I get done running a road race. Um, maybe I feel a little more confident that I can handle the car, but I'm not any faster. It doesn't make me any better. Okay, interesting. Uh, Wally. Green flag. I actually do think, too, the reason that he just mentioned um, feeling that you have more car control, understanding what that thing is going to do for you, you know, launching it left or right in a road course, um, when you know that all you have to do is go down and turn left, you got a pretty good idea of what that car is going to do for you in, in the, the weight rotation and everything else. So um, I think that it absolutely helps um, being able to drive those things on, on road courses um, coming into the ovals. All right, old track, Brian Rick. Um, I'm green flag only because Brian McCann says that he takes every race car he gets and goes and runs it on a Nuremberg. on a road course. Yeah, so um, green flag for me. It's got to be good. Uh, I'm mean, definitely interesting. Last <laughs> Brian McCann, green flag, and uh, Wally kind of took away what I was going to say there uh, about the weight. You know, an oval. You, you you're always stuck to that left hand and you're always doing the same thing every lap but if you take it on a complex road course you'll start to learn more of that weight transition and how it rotates and all all, all of that stuff and you can kind of carry that back over into your oval racing yeah that's again where this debate really came from aaron your thoughts yeah, I'm green flag on it as well. I mean, uh, just like what y'all were saying about the weight transfer and all of that stuff, I'm leaning more towards the fact that the the player base for the roadside is much larger, so you can get a better feel for like the certain character archetypes of the drivers you're racing. So it's much easier to go back to the oval side and be able to read what your other competitors are doing and be able to predict what they're going to do before they do it. So yeah, absolutely. So and what I'm gathering, and just is just listening to you talk tonight. You talk a lot about the Arca car. So is the Arca car like a really good learning base to really get a feel, you think? Uh, I, the learning curve is pretty high on it. If you want to get to the point where you're getting the most out of it, I'd say it's certainly a, a solid uh, a solid car to learn off of. I'd probably recommend the Legends car or something slower first, like the Street Stock or something like that, to get used to the car, back end of the car, whipping around in the corners and using that weight to your advantage rather than driving on the front tires. But uh yeah, I certainly recommend it if you've got it. Awesome. So what's your yeah, thought? I, my thought is the same thing with what you guys are saying, and 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 this whole conversation and question came up with very similar conversation we're having right here, and and for what Brian says about taking any of his oval cars and running it at the road course at Derbury, uh, doing some of the road course stuff. Uh, the same thing Aaron's saying. I I was talking to another driver about the idea of being able to feel the car rotate. I feel a lot of the oval drivers sometimes get stuck in the idea of cars being really tight. And there's a really, really fine line uh, between the oval racers that can drive a car loose or past that point. Um, and, and, and I know as many setups that iRacing does now, they seem to be on the tighter side for the guys that are coming in. But uh, you're always chasing that point. I mean, myself, I find myself, I can't even drive a car that's tight anymore. I have to try to loosen it up the most I can uh, to be able to get the rotation and feel I've got. And, I mean, every chance, I, like last night, didn't have any practice, jumped in a road race just to get the experience of doing that. Uh, and, and I'll try to do that in any of the oval cars, A, B, C, 
cup arc or whatever the case is to try to get the experience with it. But very, very similar to everybody that basically went green flag on this one. Uh, same points. And the the racing, again, with some of those guys, you can go race an old, a road race and a guy that rides oval with you from week to week that's not very strong and, and find out they're going to hand you your butt on a road course. So you learn from that, too. I know uh, that's happened more than once. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, Neil, I appreciate you with the green flag, black flag. We're going to take a moment and hear from our next sponsor, R&R Racewear. R&R Racewear, your source to all custom racewear apparel needs and home to iRacing apparel. Check it out today at rnrracewear.com. All right. Thank you, R&R Racewear, for being a proud supporter of the Hot Dog Stand podcast. We do appreciate you as well. Uh, next, we're going to get into flag stand news. Uh, also presented to you from Mr. Neil Quick himself. Uh, Neil, can you give us a little rundown of... Uh, this past weekend's events. Yeah, I'm going to start off uh, with the the main NASCAR series here. Uh, Cup Series yesterday, Talladega, Yellowwood 500. Uh, Chase Elliott holds off Ryan Blaney for a win, uh, locking himself into the – locking his place into the final eight, uh, looking like a, a true contender for the championship there. On the Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger uh, got past Sam Mayer. Uh, incredible finish, uh, 15 one-thousandths of a finish uh, win over photo finish over uh, Sam Mayer to win the Xfinity Series. Uh, longtime fan favorite, Matt Diabedetto, gets his first win at Talladega uh, over Ben Rhodes and Brett Holmes. And for anybody, I got to watch the end of this one. Uh, pretty crazy finish. They all crash coming to the line. And uh, Caution comes out basically coming through the tri-oval and and uh, Brett Holmes was the first truck to actually get back to the finish line. And it looked like he had it won uh, the way it was. But uh, they go back to the way that caution come out in the trioval. And might be a green flag, black flag question next week about the way that finish or that race went. But uh, my personal opinion, it looks like Brett Holmes won it. But uh, they go back and they give it to Dia Bedetto when the yellow flag come out. So he got first, uh, Ben Rhodes second, and uh, Brett Holmes third. Uh, jumping over to the dirt side a little bit here, we've got the World of Outlaw Sprints that were at Williams Grove for the National Open. Uh, they kicked off Friday night, uh, battle and weather up there. Uh, PA Posse member Lance DeWeese ended up coming away with the win, uh, pocketing $10,000 uh, in a rain short feature. I think it was only 10 laps. They battled weather all day Saturday for the $75,000 to win uh, National Open. Uh, that one has been rescheduled to October 22nd. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get it in. So, uh, staying on the sprint car track, uh, I don't know if you guys got to hear the not this last weekend. I-30 Speedway, Short Track Nationals, 35th anniversary this weekend. Uh, really kind of a bittersweet deal. Uh, it was the uh, last event for I-30 Speedway. Uh, owner Tracy Clay ended up selling the Speedway that's been in the family for a long time. Great place. A lot of a lot of guys at uh, sprint car racing cut their teeth down there. Uh, the Swindells, of course, the Stenhouses. A lot of a lot of really quality type sprint car drivers come out of there. But some good racing over the weekend. Uh, basically, Sam Havertief ended up uh, winning the 35th annual, uh, pocketing the $15,000 41 or $15,041 payday. Uh, congrats to uh, him 
and uh, going to be kind of tough to watch a I thirty go away there. It's a hell of a track, and Tracy Clay's done a really, really great thing down there. So uh, wish her the best in the future. So uh, late models, Lucas Oil, Kyle Larson uh, started the weekend off basically for the late ball guys on Thursday night uh, by winning the Hillbilly one hundred at Tyler County Speedway. Uh, great race between him, uh, Brandon Overton, Brandon Shepard, and Garrett Albertson. Uh, Kyle collected the thirty thousand uh, dollar payday to end up winning that. I know the uh, Saturday night race for Lucas Oil was supposed to be the Pittsburgh or one hundred at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Same thing, kind of like the National Open. PA got hit with weather and ended up getting rained out. So unfortunately, that one didn't get in. World of Outlaws, uh, late models, pretty tough uh, weekend for them, but they ended up running uh, at Cherokee Speedway. Clanton ended up getting a victory over Brandon Shepard, uh, the points leader over there. Uh, the tough part for World of Outlaws uh, this weekend for the late model guys, longtime announcer, uh, Rick Eshelman, uh passed away at 61. Uh, been the voice of the World of Outlaw late models for several years. Really, really a great guy, great family. Uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Rick will definitely be missed by a lot of guys. Uh, I know he's touched a lot of people talking to Kenny Wallace and some of those guys. Uh, I know they made some posts out there. So, but, uh, wishing the best for his family and the future going on there. So, uh, on that note, that kind of wraps up the, uh, highlights and some of the wins and some of the notes mm-hmm. from the weekend. All right. And appreciate that. And, now we're going to take a second and actually, no, we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, this past Thursday's race. Uh, Chris Wally, can you give us a rundown of uh, how, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we'll call it a race, how, how it went. You know, I mean, it could be a race. It could be a pace. It could be whatever you want to call Demo it. Demo Derby. Demo Derby. You know, the, the old Tony Stewart, let's just turn around backwards and go. Um, yeah, so we're we're two for two with IRP being an absolute shit show. Um, so that one might get scrapped for good, and that's okay. Uh, it is a good track. I mean, it is a good track. You know, it's just, uh, just not for everybody. Um, but looking at the race, so let me get back to that. There, uh, we ran 150 laps. Um, you know, we had four leaders or five leaders of four lead changes of those 150 laps. So we, we had 18 cautions for 88 laps. That's not very good. Um, not, not a good, uh, performance for our broadcast, for our viewers and fans. Um, you know, at the end, who ended up leading the most of that race? Yeah. Well, it it was, uh, yours truly, uh, Neil quick. He, he led 59 laps. Um, Kevin McCann, 52 laps and then David Trumley up there right there at the end uh making it work on them restarts I think is uh he kept dropping his shoe on that brake pedal or something on on the green flag I don't know what was happening there but that car would like stall out for a second um then he'd have a nice little launch um he he led 38 laps um but our winner mentioned him earlier Jesse King uh he he led one lap but it was the one that mattered and the one that counted. Um, so we, we had some some new PRs, personal records for uh, for a few guys with incident points. I'm not going to name any names at all, but you know we were looking at one one individual had 43, another one had 32, 29, 28. You know it, it gets. Where did on. I end up there? So uh, what was yours? 
Yeah. Yours was only 12, and it probably all happened in one incident. The uh, the cleanest <laughs> driver was Kevin McCann. Had to come back from the from the very back twice. Had zero incident points. Aaron, yourself, man, you only had eight. Yeah, I had a pretty so, good race you, going. Yeah, so and, and you mentioned earlier, you, someone someone clobbered you, and you about took out the turn three and four wall, uh, but but kept that thing going and and somehow managed the top six there. Uh, Brian McCann, where did you finish at right here? So you finished top five, so fourth place finish. Um, Pendergraph, eighth. Uh, Brian, Rick, we're not going to talk about mine of your performance. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll just say, you know, there will be better I think, days. I think I got a top 20. You did get a top 20. So you, you finished the top Congrats. 20. Good job. Um, one Thanks. lap down. So I'll say I, you know, I finished 18th, just uh, beat Neil. Uh, had to wreck him to do it, though. But next week, or this week, I should say, this Thursday, we are running again. Be race nine. Um, there's only two more races of the regular season. It's coming to an end pretty quick, but we're going to Martinsville. Um, y'all heard it a little bit earlier. There's a little, little debate on how that's going to go as well. I do actually think it'll go better, uh, just for the fact that you're not going to, you're not going to be, you know, you have to slow that thing down to get turned. Um, you got to hit that U-turn there. So I think because of that, we may have a few cautions early, but, uh, I think people will figure it out. Neil, go ahead. It's exploding. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm actually, I got the notebook here and I'm just checking and you said a few cautions and I know I'm going to probably be good for, yeah, there's about four names on here. So probably four. That's fair. That's fair. And I might um, just throw one in for good deed. I mean, my brother's always in there just for fun. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, don't you? Uh, so I'm going to go back real quick. Let's see here. Let me go back to season four. Well, never mind. It might be another shit show. We had 21 <laughs> cautions last season. I was going to ask that because I thought we had 21 cautions for 107 laps. Yikes. Yeah. Sorry, broadcasters. I guess if you, you know, Aaron, best of luck. Um, if you find a way through, you earned it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. I might bring my elbows out this time around. I don't have much to lose. No, Uh-oh. you don't. I mean, you showed fired. You, you showed fired. in New Hampshire once. You could do it again. Well, I mean, it's Martinsville, so if I do it this time, it won't be on accident. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, okay. So I'm thinking of season three in the trucks. We only had eight cautions season three. There was one of those that was really good. Chris Mefford himself won. Brian McCain, you came in third. Aaron was fifth. Let's see on down the list. Neil, you missed that race, it looks like. We had a small field. That was the problem. We only had 17 that race, so cut the cautions in half because the field was in half. Isn't that the uh, infamous charter night that uh, got kicked out of the playoffs? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was Bart. No, Martinsville is the one. uh, 
I'm thinking of last year. Martinsville's the one where uh, Chris Bedford lost his brakes okay. entering in turn one, and I ended up upside down on pit road. That sounds more familiar. I, I remember that a little bit better there. But, yeah, uh, I think it was like a three-race chase deal. I ended up on pit road on my lid by Chris <laughs> Bedford in the next race. Uh, I forgot to pay the charter bill or something. I mean, they decided it wasn't going to work that night. Yeah. Homestead. Aaron, that homestead, that was it. Aaron, you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, um, you know, trying to keep that regular season points lead. Right now you're leading by 69 points with two races to go. Um, the point structure is a little bit different um, this season than it was last. Last season it was one point per position. Um, this season it fluctuates anywhere from one to three points per position. Um how do you feel going into these next two races, knowing one's Martinsville that you got to come from the back? We've been averaging 30, 30 cars, um, you know, a race there. And then, you know, the next one being Daytona, which it could be, you know, a pile up on lap one. Um, how are you feeling? If I can get past the inevitable first caution that'll likely take out half the field on the back stretch and block the whole track, I think I'll be okay. I've been all right with getting stage points with these uh, winner's penalties, so uh, hopefully I'll be able to maintain that for the next two races, and if I do that, I should be able to cruise to that regular season championship. There you go. And then Brian McCann, you're you're one of the guys chasing. Um, you know, points-wise, I haven't added it up just yet, but I believe... Let's say the worst happens to the guys in front of you and the best happens for you between stage points and then wins. Um, so numerically, you're still kind of in it. Um, how are you feeling on, on chasing that? I'm going to go out there and try my best. You know, um, Luckily, this week, I don't have to start in the back, so that's uh, going to give me an advantage there, and I'm going to do my best not to win the race. So you might as well win it because the next race is daytona none of that's going oh matter. That, that is right never mind yeah, yeah daytona that doesn't matter yeah. never mind take that back you should I'm let winning. me win i want to win wally talked me out of it damn you wally hey just trying to help brother out all right we're gonna take a vote new league president hey, thanks need... for that help last week is that a new is that a new uh green flag black flag question <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a moment here from our last sponsor, Supreme 3D Printing. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the next sim rig upgrade? Or maybe your man cave needs a little more style. Or is your wife wanting to redecorate your home? Well, we here at Supreme 3D Printing have you covered. We create and print tons of different and useful items that is sure to fit everyone's style and budget. Check us out on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash Supreme 3D Printing. If you don't see what you're needing, then feel free to contact us for your needed item. Thank you, Supreme 3D Printing, for your continued support of the Hot Dogs Dan podcast. We appreciate that. We're going to get into McCann's Pit Road Tips. Brian McCann, uh, what do you have for us this week? So I got to start off and kind of give an explanation of what I wrote down in the, the sheet here. So... This whole podcast thing starts, and I get a segment called McCann's Pit Road Tips. And I'm like, yeah, man, that would be a great idea. I got some tips, whatever. Like 10 shows deep, I'm starting to run out of tips, and I'm starting to realize <laughs> why they added that in there. And they're wanting to hear secrets. <laughs> so it they're wanting 10 me episodes. To run. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I struggled with coming up with one this, uh, this week. So I just simply wrote down, follow Aaron. 
And, and, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, when Aaron came into the league, I was winning a lot and Aaron came in and, and he started winning. I was like, okay, what's going on? I, I had to start learning from him. And, and that's a good point um, to say there is that, you know, whenever somebody's faster, you, you watch him and learn, right? And we all know that. Um, but as far as the league races and as far as iRacing goes, if you always do league races and you're always falling or driving around the same people every week in and out, you, you kind of come accustomed to them if you kind of if you find yourself in a tight spot go back to um racing the uh what is it official series and then you're you're placed with new people and you have to learn new things and you'll see slower faster guys or whatever but if you if you get out of the league and go back into official races you'll you'll pick up a lot of stuff i think and, that, and that's sort of why i wrote that um you know kind of change it up a bit and you'll learn something good points good points for sure um so from now on we just follow aaron i appreciate the optimism but this week i think you'll be following me into the wall <laughs> <laughs> well he said follow aaron so i'm just gonna follow aaron okay all right <laughs> all right there's a lot to that too though i mean i i um you know we talked about people improving all the time in the league guys that when they first got in may not have been great now they're they're you know you just shown improvement I know I jumped into an ARCA race uh, probably about a month ago and ran pretty freaking good when in the past I probably wouldn't had. But getting to watch y'all guys and see how y'all do things and us compete all together um, definitely transitioned over. Definitely. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and jump over into our playoff picks. Uh, so the order of picks this week will go... Uh, I'll go first with my win with Blaney getting the highest finishing position of our choices. Uh, then Neil Quick, followed by Chris, followed by Brian Rick. And then coming up last is Brian McCann. And I will say, not to, to brag here, but I do have two wins now in the playoffs. Um, Chris has one. Neil has one. Brian Rick has one. And one of our top dogs in the league has zero Mr. McCann. So he might be good in iRacing, but picking his drivers, that's one thing he just he's not able to do. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and choose my pick. We are at the Roval. So uh, keep that in mind, everybody. And I think, let me see what I got here available. Mm. I don't even know who the heck's available and who's not. I'm going to pick... Larson. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, next is Mr. Neil quick. Uh, do you need a rundown of your drivers you have available? Yes. All right. So you have Elliot still on your list. You have Chastain, you have Blaney, you have Byron, you have Larson. Uh, can't use Larson. I just picked him. You have Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Suarez, Cindric, and Bowman. Um, Bowman right now until we know what's going on with him for this weekend um, will be Noah Gregson so um, keep that in mind that's easy I'm going with Chase Elliott alright alright got you in 
And then Mr. Chris Wally, you need to run down to your drivers. Do I have Ryan Blaney still available? That is a negative. Damn. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is a cutoff race. He doesn't need a playoff driver, though. No, you don't need a playoff driver. Um, it's just. Man, he could pick somebody like Almendinger, right? Yeah. Is is Almendinger running? I'm guessing he is. It's road course. Sure, he is. Um, how about how about Byron? See on my list. Let's see here. Nope. He's not available either. Nope. Damn. Pick somebody. Dinger. Dinger. Who's the first person on the list? Uh. You, know, you can't use Elliot because Neil just oh, picked him, so it would be Chastain. Go with it. All right, Brian Rick. I'm going with um... Tim McCready's not available. Damn it. <laughs> you already used Davenport. He wasn't available either. He knows how to turn right, though. Blaney. You want Blaney? Yep. All right, let's see here. And then uh, Mr. McCann. Cindric. <clears throat> Ooh. That could be a good one. I tell you what, he's been sneaky sleeper. this second round. Yeah, like Neil just said, he's been a sleeper for sure. All right. Picks are locked in. Uh, now we're going to give Aaron a chance to uh, pick any driver he wants that he thinks will win at the Roval. I'll take Briscoe. If there's like a lot of chaos on the beginning of the stages, I think he'll have a pretty good shot at it. I like that. Alrighty. Well, with that, all the picks are locked in, and we are now going to go into final thought and get ready to wrap this bad boy up. Um, let's start off with Brian McCann. Give us your final thought, there, sir. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for joining us this week and letting us uh, talk to you, ask questions and getting to hear your experience with sim racing and everything else. Uh, I, I still, I still do remember that time you wrecked me for the win. I haven't forgotten that, but uh, <laughs> overall it's been a great pleasure to race with you and uh, I'd like to continue racing with you. I yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me this weekend. I'm uh, I'll be looking for you in my mirror this week. Ooh. He's in the <laughs> mirror. Boom. He didn't say out front of his windshield. <laughs> Throwing it down. No, I, I, I'll throw in. I, I greatly appreciate it. I think this is one of the cool episodes to be able to do one-on-one -on -one with a, a fellow sim racer, especially someone you admire and, and uh, definitely try to learn from. I uh, want to thank you very much for joining us and, and letting us in on the insights. And like I said, I've, I've been – keeping notes over here so uh and and again uh, getting to talk to somebody that you race with and that you've had good racing experiences with i mean uh i don't think me and aaron's ever really turned each other so I like to keep it that way uh unlike chris wally don't worry about it <laughs> yeah thanks chris <laughs> um who else do i got left here chris go ahead yeah so you know aaron <clears throat> um you know, you were honestly, until tonight, you were a big mystery, right? We don't see a lot of you. 
Um, hell, I didn't even know what you looked like. I see the interview picture that comes up every time they interview you, but I'm like, is that him? Like, I don't know. I can't find this guy anywhere. Um, so it was cool having you on here tonight. We do appreciate it. Um, you definitely, I, I said earlier, um, you helped improve the league. Um, it, it brings on more talent, um, you know, a, as we go forward. But I really do appreciate you uh, being a part of it, uh, you know, feeling comfortable enough to come on here and get interrogated by these assholes. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it was kidding. your idea. <laughs> you wrote the questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, But no, seriously, um, we definitely hope that, you know, moving moving forward from here you know all of us kind of we don't talk to everybody on a daily basis throughout this league but we all have connections with a few others and uh hope you'll join us in those conversations and and definitely feel um welcome to be able to just chat and hang out so we, we enjoy having you brother yeah thank you chris it was fun talking with y'all tonight all right uh who's next i think i'm the only one left all right so I'm just going to piggyback off everybody else. Definitely, Aaron, I appreciate you 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 volunteer you know not volunteering but agreeing to be on here and and uh, kind of to the wolves here. I know we're not easy, uh, but uh, thank you for for being here. And we do enjoy chasing you around the racetrack, regardless of what everybody else says. So um, while the mic is mine, I want to give a big shout out to our producer Kyle Pendergraft. That dude has been working his tail off, makes this show happen out filming different, uh, uh, different content to make our, uh, our podcast bigger. So thank you, buddy. We appreciate your work. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, uh I'll, I'll include that with my final thought. So, uh, Aaron, I'll let you go ahead and give you yours, your final thought. Well, again, I'd like to thank y'all for having me on tonight and, uh, hopefully I won't raise too much hell on, uh, Thursday. Martinsville should be fun, but it's not one of my best tracks. But uh, I'll see if I can keep the nose clean. All righty. McCann, you already gave yours, right? Yep. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and close it out. Uh, go off of what uh, Brian Rick was saying there. Uh, yeah, we are working on a documentary right now with um, our previous guest, Will Kimmel. Uh, I had the luxury of Friday spending the day at the shop with him actually helping him somewhat with his car in little ways, nothing major I was doing. Um, and just kind of, you know, getting some, you know, some good footage and some good content. And then Saturday I woke my ass up at like 5 a.m. to go down to their shop to ride in their hauler all the way out to Salem Motor Speedway and spend all day there filming everything from unloading the trailer to going through tech to, um, you know making changes to the car to pass tech uh to then go back to tech and you know recertify through certain areas of tech and then practice qualifying all of that the race and i got tons of footage um tons of knowledge tons of just great experience to uh get somewhere that i never thought i'd actually get to go into and really see with my own two eyes up close to it so um I'm working on getting all that sorted out and edited. Um, I'm looking at a month and a half, two months, most likely before, uh, I can release a final bit, but I will give little snippets here and there of, of certain things once I uh, get to certain points. But, uh, to finish my final thought out here, Aaron, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. 
really do appreciate it i really wish you would have admitted to your grip hacks that we asked you about but well, we understand <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just messing with you and uh but no it was it was good to have you on here and, and learn some about you and whatnot um whether you go to the wall or not i'll still follow you don't worry uh, <laughs> all right um and then lastly here uh we appreciate all of our listeners and viewers um you all are the reason we do this um we do also like to enjoy it and do it just for ourselves and hang out and chit chat, but we also enjoy bringing it to our, uh, our fans to enjoy as well. So I just want to remind everybody that we are on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Sim Racing channel on any Roku device. Please, if you could do us one big favor, rate, review, subscribe, uh, share it with your friends and your family. Uh, any other iRacers that you may know that, you know, would find some enjoyment out of this, we would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with them. Um, YouTube seems to be our bigger outlet right now and uh, would love to to see that grow. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. But if you're just watching on, or listening to it on podcast channels, please subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. And we also have a Discord channel. Uh, link will be in the description as always. And one last thing is we do have a... Uh, NASCAR league uh, on NASCAR.com for your fantasy league. Uh, be sure to join that. It's the name of the, the podcast, the hot dog stand podcast. Uh, be sure to join that and get in on the action. Uh, we're going to really uh, go full force with that uh, at the beginning of 2023. And we would love to have all of you all there uh, competing. Uh, and then it'll be a segment starting next year for a topic with, you know, your name would get called out as, you know, and whatnot. If you're doing good. I can't give everybody a call out, but you know, it is what that is. But, uh, with that, I think we are out of here guys. You got anything else for, I uh, close this out. We're good. All right, everybody. See you all next week. This is a shakedown Order up that beat just like a takeout Show me you got soul inside